here we are again. It is a Christ life time to just celebrate and be excited. Uh, last week, we talked uh, about this business of the direction that we're following and that we're identifying ourselves uh, and identifying the early church as the people of the way. And uh, and and part of what we said last time was, uh, you know, welcome to our world where we just do this. We just sit and talk about this because we actually do. This is not just... Uh, you know, oh, we have we do all these intriguing preparations to get ready for this, and we work really hard on the theology. No, no, now we are in our relationship. We are gathered together in the Lord Jesus Christ and in a living relationship with Him anyway. And so, on the golf course, over lunch, uh, wherever we might be, and on a Sunday when people get together for a service. We talk about Jesus. We we talk about a living, loving, learning relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and here we do the very same thing with you. It's the Christ life. And so that's the reality of the way. They, they might not have used the term Christ life. They used the term, we are people of the way. But to them, the way was Jesus. Jesus had said, I'm the way. And so this, this reality of a, a relationship with me and what that does in you and, and then through you, how it impacts the world, is what the calling of God is in your life. And you can see that this is a ministry for every person. This is not preaching sermons. This is not leading songs. This is not writing songs or, or creating beautiful artwork. This is a, an every person, every day, everywhere, with everyone uh, reality of a relationship that we have. We are people of the way. We don't just walk on the way. We walk with the way. We walk within the way. Christ is in us. We are in Christ. And so the reality of this is what we want to talk about today, because we, last week we kind of introduced the idea under this theme of the direction. We are on the way. Uh, and we make no apologies for that. There is only one way, and it's Christ. And, and no one, here's what he said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so, because we believe that, because this is the reality for not just us, but for all the world, all the worldly, as, as Rich would put it, which I think is powerful. It's, it is Christ, and it's Christ alone. And so, uh, with no apology at all, with every intent to be only people uh, who think the way to the Lord is, is Jesus. This is it. He's the way. But the way of the Lord is also then how we live our lives. So it's not just, I have to meet Jesus. Yes, I have to meet Jesus. But then once I meet Jesus personally, then I begin to live in and move in, and he begins to live in and move in me. And then I accept, uh, in fact, pretty quickly, I accept the ministry calling that the Lord has placed on me. Because again, just to remind you, uh, for these 43 now days that we're talking about, he's preaching to them, he's teaching them concerning this, this kingdom ministry. The same thing I've done, I'm transferring to you. I'm training you on how to do this so that you will go forth expressing and experiencing this power of God. And through you, others will see the reality of the leadership and the lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and, and so it's a dominion building kind of ministry. And, and I want to launch with that because that's what I, I just use this term uh, because I love the idea of a mystery, the mystery of the ministry. 
And the reason I do it that way is because I think that uh, a lot of people think of ministry as, as, as really easily explainable sort of things. It's, you know, preach sermons, sing songs, create poems, create artwork, uh, whatever it is that, that somehow, and even if you're willing to expand it and take it to the actual idea of serving, uh, then in the service, we do ministry. We, in the time when we feed somebody who needs a meal, then we, we that's the ministry. Well, that is ministry. But that's not the whole of the ministry. The, the mystery of the whole of the ministry is to, to let the glorious authority of the living Christ be demonstrated in our lives and, and to walk in the way, to move on the way, to live out of the way where the way of the Lord Jesus Christ and his power and ministry is flowing through us. And so this idea of the mystery of the ministry that they would have called the way that Jesus labeled as the way, I think is uh, it's a militant thing. Now, I, by that, I don't mean, oh, we're going to run around carrying placards or we're going to, you know, uh, who, who God hates and who God loves and all of that. No, 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 no. But but we are at war against the darkness and the wickedness and the theologies and the evil of a corrupt and fallen world, just as the Lord was. Again, this is the establishment of the rulership of Christ. The kingdom of God has come. And when Jesus is raised from the dead, he says, all the authority in heaven and on earth is given to me. And so I'm going to send you with the same authority in this name on the way. And so the ministry of the way is a militant ministry in that kind of a way. We are crushing the darkness. We are, we are walking in the light. We are living by the power and the purity and the presence of God within us. And so to, to see us and to meet us and to interact with us is to also see and meet and interact with the living God himself. This is what Jesus said. He said, I'm the, the father and I are one. If you've met me, you've met the father. If you've seen me, you've seen him. And then he says to the disciples, the same way I'm sending, I've been sent, I'm sending you. And so we're able to do this. This is not a stretch to believe that this is what it is. And so uh, the beauty of this is that it's now transferred from one person to anyone who will believe. And so this, this mobilization of ministry, this multiplication, if you will, of ministry uh, happens because he transfers this power to everyone who believes, boy, girl, man, woman, doesn't matter your age, your, your ethnicity. It, it is about Christ. It is about the living presence and the power of Christ. And so this is the motivation of our ministry too. So we're, we're militant, we're mobile, and we're motivated. And, and we're motivated not to just, you know, show up and, and, uh, and hang out and see what life is like. We're motivated to establish the rule of Christ in every situation. So if you're bound and broken, we come to bring you healing in the name of Jesus. If you're, if you're lost and confused, we come to bring you clarity and, and a place of belonging and, and, and foundness in the Lord Jesus Christ. And whatever gets in the way, whatever hurdle, whatever the enemy throws up, we have authority over the power of the enemy to be able to set the captives free. I believe I've read that somewhere. Mm. I believe Jesus said that that's why the anointing of the Spirit of God was on him, so that he could do these things, preach the gospel to the poor, set the captive free, uh, and, and declare the year of the Lord. So this is what we do, because this is what Jesus did. And the reason I call it a mystery is because it, 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 it just is mysterious. It, it's not 
but it's also something that the average person who talks about ministry today is not going to be talking about this. Oh, you should go into the ministry. What they mean is you ought to enter a professional uh, realm as clergy and, mm -hmm. you know, find some job that you can do just like people would do, you know, plumbing or electrician work or whatever it might be that you will work in the church. And so that's going into the ministry. No, no, no. This is the Christ life that we're talking about. Make no mistake about it. It is how Jesus lived and how Jesus did ministry. So when they went to do ministry, they understood that they were going to do exactly what Jesus did in exactly the same way and empowerment that he moved in. Everything that I've done I'm transferring now to you and you're going to get to do this. So there they came out of the gate just believing that this power from God. In fact, Jesus said to them, without the Holy Spirit empowerment, without this powerful endowment, not just the spirit of God in you, but the spirit and the anointing, the empowerment and the authority of God upon you, uh, you're not ready to go into all the world yet. You're not ready to deal with the darkness until you're anointed and clothed with this power from the Holy Spirit. We said it last time, so, but let me remind you, it's personal, it's powerful, it's Pentecostal, it's public. It is, but it, it's this relational reality of how he uses us. And so when they went to do ministry, what they sought to do was replicate the very same way that Jesus did ministry. Right. And, I, you know, we again, we touched on this a little bit last week. Their theologies has really has really taken away the power of being Pentecostal. People have explained all the mysteries away, all of the things they couldn't understand, they just set off to the side. And, uh, and we are unashamed about the reality, we are Pentecostal because Jesus was Pentecostal. Yeah. Jesus was Pentecostal because the fact of the matter is, is that he was perfect. He never was disconnected from the Father. He didn't need his spirit rejuvenated. He didn't need to become alive inside. But before he ever ministered, the spirit came on him as a dove. And he was ready then to go and move beyond his own human limitations. Right. It's then when he says the anointing yes. of the Holy Spirit is upon me. It right. is then when he lays claim to this whole ministry Absolutely. empowerment. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and we want you to get that. That is the Christ life. It's, it's walking, living, and moving as Christ lived, walked, and move. We believe that that is what we are being called to in these last days. You know, uh, this, this portion of scripture that we're going to read from is real personal for me from a couple years ago, year and a half ago, whatever it was that uh, I, I, the Lord just spoke to me about the, uh, the deadness of, of the ones that he's called. In this portion of scripture, you have persecution that's coming upon the church. In fact, let's just read this, Acts 8, and verse, starting in verse 1. And there arose on, the, on that day a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem, and they all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria. Listen to these next words, except the apostles. The leaders of the way, they didn't scatter. They, they stayed in Jerusalem. They stayed in Jerusalem for whatever their motives and reasons were. They stayed there. They felt that that's where they needed to be, and certainly there was a level of, of, uh, of courage that, re that allowed them to stay in the middle of all that persecution. They stayed there. But then listen to what happens. Um, that uh, as, they, as uh, devout men uh, buried Stephen and made great lamentations over her, but Saul was ravaging the church and entered uh, house after house. He dragged off men and women, committing them to prison. This, this next sentence. Now, those who were scattered, not the leaders, those who were scattered, one about preaching the word. 
Now, let me first talk a little bit about my experience there, because when what happened was in when uh, February, March of 2020 hit, uh, the church uh, in the way we view the church was scattered. There were there was nobody in any buildings. There wasn't anybody. They, they literally just were in house to house to house. And I realized they connected online, all that kind of stuff. But they were scattered. But while they were scattered, the word didn't go and be furthered. They didn't preach as they went. Part of that's because of a little bit what you talked about. We've made the ministry, we've taken the ministry, mystery out of ministry and made it something that you do as a sermon. It's something you do as a profession. They, it wasn't that they walked around with a three-point sermon. They walked around and talked about the experience that they had with the Jesus who was alive to them at that moment as he was before the cross. And, and, and so it wasn't a matter of bringing the New Testament and going, let me take you down the Romans road so you understand that you're a sinner and that there's only one way. They weren't doing that. Jesus is alive and he's active. And, there, and miracles took place. And, and as they shared their own stories, people were cut to the heart. And they said, we want to be on that way as well. And, and so we really want to bring, because this is the Christ life. The, there is one, there's one way to the Lord, but there's also one way of the Lord. And that's his life. And it's it expressing his life every day, everywhere, with everybody that you come in contact with. Because you're in, in a continual relationship with the Lord. And it really starts for each of us in this place of believing. If you believe that God is distant, if you believe that, that you know, as a, as a, Pastor, the amount of times I've heard people say, well, I just never hear the voice of the Lord. Are you even saved? Because you cannot be saved without hearing the voice of the Lord. He calls you. He draws you to himself. Why? Because he is alive and he is active. It doesn't matter if you are in a restaurant or you are in a family gathering. God is working to make himself known throughout the world. And so when you know that he's alive, you begin to operate with him in such a way that he is guiding you and he's directing you and saying, here's what I want you to say. You can tell them that I am in the middle of their family distress. Oh, Lord, I didn't know they had a family distress. Oh, yeah. The Bible calls that you're able to prophesy to them in your middle of your family distress. Jesus is there with you. Mm -hmm. How did you know that? Well, I know the ones who's in the middle and who knows everything. His yeah. name's Jesus. We're in this relationship together. But it really starts with that place of believing. It does. And, and again, it's, it really is. We can't say this enough because I think uh, a lot of times uh, I know the simplicity of this is missed by people. Because when you read that they were scattered everywhere and they went preaching the word, everywhere they went, they went preach the word. You get the idea of, of you know, I, I regularly attend events where people are ordained into ministry. And it's a marvelous thing. And part of the declaration, they'll pull out of uh, one of the epistles to Timothy about, you know, at some point they say, preach the word, you know, preach the word. And at that point, symbolically, someone hands them a Bible. And so the idea is easily thought of most of us that we go, oh, well, they would preach sermons. They would preach the Bible. They didn't have the Bible. They didn't, it wasn't written for them. It was written, this is written after the fact. This is, these are the people who were scattered abroad by the first century persecution. They preached Jesus. They preached the word, the Lord Jesus. And so when God says he's going to confirm the word with signs following, it's this living promise and presence of Christ 
that he's going to confirm. He's going to affirm that he sent you, he directed you, he spoke through you. And, and he, when you speak what he says to speak, then his authority is going to be there. His empowerment is going to be there. There's the beauty of it. So we believe that he's alive and well and operating the earth. But we then become people who understand this mystery of ministry. And we become completely committed to doing just what Jesus did, which is he was able to see what God was doing. He was able to speak about the things that he saw and what God was saying. He was able to declare over people's lives, just like you said, in a prophetic kind of way. And so uh, this is the reality of what happens to us as we become people of the way, as we become people who know the way of the Lord, not just to the Lord, but the way of the Lord, we're moving and living on an everyday basis, this Holy Spirit empowered life to be able to see what God is, is doing, to be able to speak about that then with the authority that the Lord has given to us and to demonstrate his dominion in the earth, mm -hmm. to demonstrate the authority and the empowerment and the presence of the living God. We are, we are not doers. We are observers and verifiers. Mm, that's good. We are witnesses. We are, we are people who say, did you see that? Do you feel that? Do you hear that? This is, this is the reality of the Lord and his presence and his yeah. power. And what ultimately what results in that is you really begin to mirror and model the life that Jesus did. I, yesterday I was going to meet some uh, college students just to hang out with them and feel young. And uh, the uh, uh, and I walked in early because I wanted to get a table. It was a national championship game. I wanted to make sure I had a table so I get there early. And, you know, part of the problems of being Dutch is that you can easily just look mad. You know, you your face just naturally kind of does that. And when my, my son was in high school, I would go pick him up or early in high school and I'd go pick him up from school and his, son, his friends would say, oh, your dad is mad. And he'd say, no, that's just the way he looks. Uh, and my wife says, if you're not mad, tell your face, you know, that kind of thing. So I walk in. That's what the Lord does. Uh, I, I'm interacting with the guy at the beginning, and I'm just focused on getting enough seats for everybody that's coming. Not realizing that there was somebody with me. And he was just the host. I say just. He was the host. Uh, and the Lord just gently spoke to me. I said, you know, he's important to me, too. Yeah. And I just, in that moment, turned and my whole expression changed. And we just had this quick conversation about how he's not gotten a lot of sleep, how he's had a hard time working double shifts and how they're understaffed like everybody else. And I don't know what the Lord did with it. It didn't, there wasn't anything that I would go away and go, wow, I was able to share the gospel and he fell to his knees. But the Lord, there's a reason for me or for him, the reason Lord, re, there's a reason the Lord did what he did in me. Mm -hmm. And as the more you recognize that, you really are part and partnering with Jesus in everyday life. It, it, even the small things are what seem to be small in our perspective. The Lord's interacting with us and he's helping us to make adjustments yeah. so that his life is glorified. Mm -hmm. And I know there, there are so many people that believe that, that the Christ life is going to make me be healthy and wealthy and blessed. And so, you know, look at me. I think, I, I think. We should all just go, we're done with that. Mm. Man has gotten enough glorification in the United States of America. This is enough. Let's get everyone's eyes towards Jesus. Yeah. Let's make a commitment to in this way of the Lord 
to make Jesus Christ famous so that when they look at us, we quickly turn them to Jesus Christ. Because let me tell you, if you're watching this and you are sick in your body, that is not an indicator of your spirituality. Jesus Christ is with you. And if he's with you, he will make himself known through you. In my, in my times of discipling people over the years, one particular uh, gentleman that really s- kind of saddens me is that he, he had a lot of physical problems. He had a lot of physical problems because he was, in his younger days, he was an extreme sports guy. He, he did sand rails that he jumped and forward motorcycles, and he probably broke about every bone in his body. And when you would walk up and, and talk to him, you wouldn't know this seeing him, but he had multiple what are called TENS units. So he had electrical shock going through his body all day long to relieve the pain. But God was saying through that, he was going to give him with the people that were around him, the gift of (coughs) healing. But he couldn't get past the fact, if I'm not healed, then I can't give the gift of healing. And that always saddened me because it's never about you. It's not about me. It's about him. And when you mirror and model his life, all of a sudden, it's it's not a big out your shortcomings. You you'll deal, you'll live and want to you know, shed more things that are not like him, but ultimately it always comes back to him. Amen. <clears throat> Thank God. <laughs> I'm dying over here. I'm like the the waitress that always walks up and says, "How you're doing with your food? When you have food in your mouth, let's pray and let's just ask that the Lord will just speak to us and help us really live the Christ life as we really become." people of the way. And so, Lord, thank you, Lord, that we are people of the way. And what I pray that every person that heard this talk today about the way of the Lord, Mm -hmm. that, Lord, they would come back to the path that is the path that you are walking on, a path that is two people wide, you Mm -hmm. and that person, Mm -hmm. so that, Lord, you can instruct them, you can guide them, you can lead them, and they can uh, respond to your voice in a way that your fame grows every day with everyone. When the doors are closed in the house, it's with the kids. When it's at the work, it's with the work at our coworkers. If it's at the, the, in the marketplace, it's at the people at Target and Walmart. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you are moving in a powerful way in these last days as you more and more call people to the way, what we call the Christ life. And so we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, thank you again for joining us. We hope that our time together has been a blessing to you. And it doesn't have to end there. If you want to find last week's sermon, you can go to Facebook, YouTube, or you can listen to us on the audio podcast. You can let us know if you'd like to be further connected in a life group. But let me go ahead and pray as we close and say, God, thank you for being with us, Lord God. Thank you for helping us to carry your words, Lord God, and change our lives, Lord. Help us to carry your love to those around us. And we thank you for what you are doing. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you and thank you for being a part. We hope to see you soon.